You're listening to DraftKings Network. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to another episode of Mystery Crate. I'm Chris. I'm here with Chris, Billy, and Roy. And this week, we're going to bring you something that is a relatively new concept to Mystery Crate, which is essentially, in the podcast era of the Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gatz, we are essentially always recording something, right? Always very scary. Yeah, no, it is. But it's also, in some ways, a bit more liberating, right? Because you're not really always performing, but you kind of could be. So in some ways, you kind of capture the essence of what we are like in daily life uh, more often. But basically, we're always recording, and at the end of it, we go, can we use that? And we have taken two such instances of something that didn't really fit into what we would call an hour of the show, and we have broken it into two parts, and we're going to air these behind-the-scenes conversations today as our episode of The Mystery Crate. I feel like we've let you talk way too long without derailing you. This, I, I was alarmed. <laughs> I was alarmed. I was like, wow, I'm actually going to have to finish this thought without being I'm derailed. Shocked. I was waiting for the derailment. I'm shocked. And now the derailment was just talking about being derailed. Look at us. Yes. <laughs> How about that? This is derailment inception. Uh, Billy, you're muted. Yeah, I'm muted. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, sure. It's just, my whole world right now is a little bit off, and I know this is going to day when we're doing this. This is Miguel Cabrera home run. <laughs> It's just going to ruin my day. And I don't know if this even came out on the podcast or if this is going to be in a later episode of what we're doing now where it's just us talking and it's being recorded. So this may make no sense to anyone because no one may have heard this yet, right? This Miguel Cabrera. We were talking Mm -hmm. earlier today, Thursday, about baseball season starting. It's opening day. And I was talking with Stugatz and Chris and just everyone about how Miguel Cabrera is still out there and how I almost picked him, but I couldn't pick him. In fantasy baseball. The time of my draft. Yeah, in fantasy baseball. And I, I mean, what other league is there? I mean, <laughs> well, I, I felt like I needed clarification. Anyway, long story short, I didn't take Miguel Cabrera and then I was going to pick him up and I didn't pick him up. And sure enough, he hits the first home run of the season and slid into second base because it's snowing in Detroit. <laughs> Did it and he really? thought that the ball didn't leave the stadium. So he slid into second base and then had to be told, no, 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 you hit a home run. It's just snowing on opening day. And, of course, the person that I'm playing against had picked him up, I guess, right before because other games had been canceled because of weather. And it's just all working against me right now. So what were we saying? How was this intro? What are we doing here? <laughs> well, I think what we were saying is we needed derailment. And oh. thank you. Thank you for providing one. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Miguel Cabrera's numbers. Yeah. I can understand why he went undrafted in a fantasy league. Like, He's fallen off. Like, but his and, name is Miguel Cabrera. I know, I know. He's, yeah. And people say he's the best right-handed hitter ever. And uh, you feel like you want to have even like the slightest chance that he recaptures some form. Maybe he took some steroids, and uh, and, and you can get him back. Oh again. wow! Whoa! What's that? I mean, he took steroids. I mean, if but, like, he did though, he did it in the smartest way possible. He just got a little fat while doing it. This yeah, is so, so it, like, reckless. Hid, it hid the steroids. Jeez. He did not take steroids. Derailment. I mean, Billy, like, you look at his head when he was a rookie. His, his body, a rookie. His, his body. That dude had some. There's different. some Barry Bonds in the. How did you look at 19, Chris Cody? Do we want to look at your yeah. body at 19 versus your body today? Honestly, I might look very similar because I had a little fat stage like around 17, 18, and then I got a As little 35 years. The fat and now stage. I'm back. <laughs> now I'm back. I'm telling you. That's no, harsh. I had a fatter That's stage. Harsh. And now I'm back in the fatter stage. I'm telling I'm you, in the early 20s, I had a little uh, a, a sweet spot there. But so, stage. <laughs> Chris, so you fluctuate? Like, I, I feel like you've, for as long as you've been on television, you've looked. The same to the me. Same. Wow. Right. Well, don't oh, wow. that's an insult right there, man. And see my wedding photos. I mean, uh, <laughs> no, but no, I, I've been with the show like what seven or eight years now. For the last seven or eight years, I've been around the same thing. Yeah. But in my early twenties, I did. I was like out of high school. I was like chubby, and then I got 
better and then it's just been downhill from like my I love shredding for the wedding Chris <laughs> where you would, where you would just make you'd make plans to go to see Izzy's trainer and then you'd tell us how it'd get blown off because of one reason or another and then I think with like two weeks left then you started kind of doing it more regularly it's it, Izzy's trainer was a bit intense I, I went yeah. to I went to a few lessons with him and then I got the gist of it and I was like you know what? I'm gonna take what I've learned here and I'm just gonna go, like, I don't you know, need this wow. I'm gonna do you it to the what? point where I don't wow. vomit <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I've often thought I'm not someone who's had a personal trainer, right? But I've often thought, you know, if I just go to like two months worth of training and I just take good notes, why can't I just do this on my own? Why do I need to keep going and doing the same thing? And I think part of it is because I don't have the will to do it. I'm not going to force myself to be doing you need these the things. accountability like, you know what? and the motivation. Yeah, I'm not going to peer pressure myself into doing things that I can't do. It's much more accountability than instruction at a certain point, I would imagine. I've never had a personal trainer. I've actually never adequately learned how to work out. Like people like that do sets and like, all right, they do this and then this body group. But like, I just, I never bother with it. I hate it. I hate working out. I hate the treadmill. I hate ellipticals. The only thing that I like doing is playing sports, right? Like I can play soccer seven nights a week and I'd be completely, I would never get tired of it. My body wouldn't hurt. I would enjoy it. But the act of going to the gym is the most unctuous thing to me. And so I would, I only would if someone held me accountable and taught me how. You know, treadmills with TVs really ruined running for me, you know, because now I can't run without watching TV. I have to just be like, I need some sort of other stimulus or some sort of entertainment while I'm doing it. I can't just go for a jog. Yeah, for me, seeing the world doesn't do it for me anymore, world. Well, I I do occasionally do a a run down the beach, which is nice enough. Um, But uh, the the television treadmill has even gotten to the point where I can't watch anything with commercials. So I I will time sometimes going to the gym for big soccer matches because it's 45 minutes uninterrupted. And so, like, it's, I, I work out for the 45 minutes that, like, the first half of Wolves and Manchester United is on. You know the biggest <coughs> sham, like, the biggest fraud of all of those machines is the bike that, like, looks like the bike from Guts where you're just kind of sitting on your butt and you have, like, the little <laughs> grips on the side and you just pedal. That, I could that sit on that exercised. and watch TV for hours. <laughs> like, I'll go to the gym sometimes and it's like, you know what? Let me watch an hour of something and I'll just do it. And then you like look at it and it's like, oh, you burn 75 calories. And it's like, I just wasted an hour of my life. Did did anyone, has anyone ever gotten shredded from you, from working the sitting bike six times a week? You can't. I think you can't. I think that's like a baby step into like the other machines. If I were to guess what that was designed for. Have you ever, have you ever thought about wanting to do steroids? Because I have. I feel Mm. like it would make this whole, this whole, Mm. uh, you know losing weight thing and getting muscular thing a lot easier. Seems fun. No. no it's it's no. like a cheat code, but like, you know, what harm am I doing? Uh, to your body, you're doing a lot of harm. You know, reproductive worth it. system, you know, and that, that kind of gets affected, you know, that sort of thing. It'll be harder to have children, basically. I just feel like, and I don't want this to seem like some sort of brag or something, I just feel like I, I lack the vanity necessary for taking steroids. You know, like, I feel like I lack, I lack the caring about my appearance enough but to you, do but, the okay. steroids. I'm, I'm generally, right. I'm with you. But, like, for six months, you wouldn't want to have, like, the like this incredibly shredded body and, like, like the things that people actually work hard for. Like, for six months of, six months of my life, I would like to know what that's like. It's almost like a science experiment. I don't feel like I would look good walking around, like, totally jacked and ripped. Oh, you would. Like my, I, I, obviously I would look good. I, I said that wrong. Like I, I just feel like it doesn't fit my personality. Like I can't picture Billy or you, Chris. Wait, Roy of the of the four of us. I feel like I could picture just jacked and ripped. But like the oh, three of us, I just don't. It wouldn't fit our personalities to be like those dudes that are at the beach. That like, whoa, look at that guy. I don't know though. But on on the show we have secret jacked, right? Which is basically jacked, but doesn't really fit your personality type. So I I would kind of like to be secret jacked. You know, like. I'm wearing glasses and I talk a certain way, but but then you take your but shirt then, off. But you like, take, whoa. Like, whoa, where did that come now, from? I like the idea though. If you're gonna do like secret jacked, you need to like fully commit though, and like you need to wear like baggy clothes, yes. like hoodies, stuff like that for like a uh, while, uh, so uh, no one can really tell that you're in the middle of this transformation. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Part of me did think like when we were starting to work from home, like 
it'd be great if like I came back <laughs> and gained like 30 pounds of muscle and then we're like, whoa, what happened? Yeah, that happened yeah. And then reality hit and it's like, I'm not going to like, uh, it's hard, crazy. Yeah. That's or, not going to yeah. happen Or right you'd now. like, yeah, like everyone else bought workout equipment for home or whatever. Like. Turned out to be 30 pounds of just fat <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Should we get to the bits that we were actually here to play or? Yeah. yeah so know, speaking of yeah, gym, might as well. the mystery crate that is. Yeah, just go ahead and play it. Here is Amino Hassan and us just cutting it up during one of the shows, just talking shop. The 82-game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season to begin. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has got you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DAN, D-A-N. New customers bet just 5 bucks and get 200 bucks in bonus bets instantly. That's code DAN, only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Billy, I miss your loud drinking, and I just heard it for the first time. Was it loud again? Like a year. Not like loud, but just I just always remember when you would chug a water bottle, like you could... Yeah, and I hadn't heard it in since March, and I just I, it brought me back to being in the studio with you. Thank you. That's the nicest thing that anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> I wish a means thing wasn't muted so we could see if he was chugging loud or not. Yeah, I wasn't. It was a very soft, meek chug. I mean, do you switch the shoe that's next to you, or is that the shoe that you're like, this is the shoe that lives here? This is the shoe because that's the shoe that's currently being marketed. You're for sale, though. If you get a shoe, it's going up. Yeah. I mean, I'm pre- I I had this conversation with someone yesterday because I uh, have a friend who's in the cookie business or whatever. So I posted one of those. Oh, post this and you you know. Yeah. You Tag six of your friends. You can win cookies for life. And I got so many people who were like, oh, oh, I see you'll do some stuff for some people. I was like, I'll do it for anybody. If you send me free shit, I will do it. No secrets there. Where's the line? There is no line. There's no line. There is no line. Let's say someone sends to you, like, uh, I don't know, something to clean out your nose. Like, one of those things you shoot water up your the nose. Navage? The Navage? You would, I don't know what it's called. You would do that. Oh, it's called Navage. <laughs> Absolutely. In a heartbeat. I'm what waiting if, for someone to give it to me for free. What about, like, hemorrhoid cream? I've had hemorrhoids before. A hemorrhoid cream would be much, much appreciated. Hmm. Would you do it for, God, what's, like... A colonoscopy? Is that what you're asking? Like, would I... Would I do it for a colonoscopy? You know what? I've never had a colonoscopy. I might like it. I was thinking more like a, on that. like a home catheter or something. Mm. Anything up up the hole, <laughs> I kind of get skittish about. Mm. We should do a mystery crate where you record your entire process of getting a colonoscopy. And we play it as wow. a mystery Wow. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, we give you products and then you pitch them. Because oh, I can pitch that. anything. I can pitch anything. You could pitch anything. Anything. Just pick something up and pitch it around you. So, so these little tangerine things, I love them because they peel so easy. Look at this, guys. I'm not using any sort of special peeling technology or tools. Just my thumb and boom. Look at that. Right wow. wide open. And the great thing about this, it's like a little game sometimes. You try to see if you can peel the don't do, whole. Don't do, it yet. Don't, you, don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. I saw this trick online. I want to see if you do it, if it's real. So this is what they say you do. You cut off the top and you cut off the bottom and then you do a slice and supposedly it just unwinds and it like rolls out and it's just all the little orange slices stuck on the uh, whatever it is, the outside of the orange. What is that called? The rind. Billy, the problem with that is your method requires some tools, some specialized equipment. This right here, all you need is a thumb, little bit of pressure right there, indentation, bang. It peels right off and hey. Have I tasted anything as juicy and as sweet as this? Not since yesterday when I had no. one of these. He just did the he just did the cooking show trick where he started he started the process, set it down, and then he had the finished product in his <laughs> hand. Like open the oven. We yeah. have it ready right here. Oh, here it is. A perfectly peeled <laughs> orange. 
I had one of those things, I mean, like two nights ago. It wasn't last night. It was the night before where I woke up at like, God, it was like 4.30 in the morning or something. I don't know why. I just woke up. So I went on and I was like on my phone, like going through Instagram stories. And one of those like ads came up and it's like 36 things on products that you use every day that you don't know what they're for. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm about to learn, like, what this indentation and, like, a gallon of milk is for. I'm about to learn Mm -hmm. all of these things. That's where I learned that orange trick. But I was learning all these things. I was about to learn all these things, right? And then when I was, like, 14 of them in, my wife turned to me and she's like, can you turn off your phone? It's really bright. Like, it's waking me up. I'm like, yeah, no problem. So I, I turn it off. And then, like, an hour and a half later or so, I wake up again and I'm like, let me get back on this list. Let me see where where I was at, right? So I go to like my internet button or Safari, whatever it is on your phone, and it's not there. And I'm like, oh my God. So I go to Instagram and it's not there. And I lost it forever because it was one of those oh, ads. So then the once I exited it, it was gone. So now there's 16 to 20 things out there on everyday products that I'll never know what they were for. I enjoy uh, screen grabbing the ads when I find them particularly funny. Sometimes I text them to myself. I click share, message, send it to myself. My text message history with myself. Do you guys text yourself yes, things? Yeah, I do. My Absolutely. text message history to myself is filled with unopened links. That's pretty much all it is. It's like reminders like get this sound for the mm-hmm. show or get this or remember to do that. And a bunch of links that I never actually go back and click on. Oh, I fell apart at the end. It's one little piece. But see the rest of that? It's one peel. Look at that. I'm telling you, you can't do this with just any orange. These tangelos, tangerines, whatever the hell they're called, amazing. And the best part, they're seedless. So you don't Mm -hmm. have to stop and like spit stuff out. Nope. Do you hate the feeling of biting into an orange and getting a mouthful of seeds? Do you hate oranges that you can't easily peel? It's got to be in black and white. Clementines, by the way. Clementines. Zoomed in on the hands and like slow motion. And then you're like, whoo. And you're like, you get the orange. And then it goes all over the place. It explodes. (laughs) Because you got the seed. They always have to be a little challenged when it comes. And and when they're trying to peel, it's like. And then and then you think it's like an orange commercial and then you feel like just this wrist pain and then they're sending you like a wrist guard also. It's like multiple things. Using dangerous tools to to try and peel that orange. (laughs) Are your spoons too sharp? Billy, did you know that the spaghetti scooper has a hole in it at the end of the handle? And that hole is supposed to be where you put the raw spaghetti in to know how much is one serving. That is should it, be on that list. Is that true? Yeah. That's true. I'm not a big spaghetti guy. What? Who, who doesn't I'm, like I'm spaghetti? I'm with Billy on this. I like the small pasta. I, like, wow. I like short pastas. I don't like the long you don't like the, the twirling around mm-hmm. the fork, making a little tornado nah, of spaghetti, and then you get a whole big ad- – oh, no, come on. That's the best. I'm seeing right here one of those things. You put in the whole spoon. I mean, but that's like – that's up to each individual person, right? Because if I'm feeding like a family of four, then that spoon doesn't hold enough what? No, well, I mean, you, just, you know how many servings, though? If you have oh, people. that's a serving. Yeah. Mmm. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, look at this, guys. This is a good, this is a good peel here. Are we rolling on this? This is some good tent. Tent? That's what I call content. Oh, I don't think this, this is going to go anywhere. This Clementine right here. Oh, yeah. Oh. Clementine. How many different variations of those little oranges are there? There's Clementine. There's Valencia oranges are the little look ones too, right? That, that, uh, behold, look, if I fold it up, it looks like. Wow. It. Yeah. I have a friend whose daughter's name is Clementine. Yeah. Why? I'm going to tell you right now, Chris, my whole life. I knew that my children would not be named names that would be easy to be make, made fun of on a playground. Mm-hmm. Clementine, nicknamed Clemmy, Clemmy hands, Clemmy hands, Clemmy. <laughs> the wow. kids will do that. So in the name in the name decision process, you were like, how many ways can I make fun of this name so that no <laughs> yeah. child can come up with this insult? Yes, I've readied my children. So Penis Alhassan isn't one of your kids' names. No, <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> I feel like this conversation is annoying Roy and Chris Whittingham, and no one else can hear it. Anyone who wears glasses doesn't like this conversation, except for Billy. Well, I'm just, yeah. I'm just enjoying my oatmeal, and that's all I'm doing. Imagine a mean if I had like just this massive swerve where I take off my glasses, and I'm like, these have been fake the whole time. I Dude, never needed them. Have you seen this picture of uh, Zoe Deschanel? Are her glasses without, fake? Without her glasses on. She looks no. like a completely different person. 
Remember when they were trying to make her a thing and she would show up at like every All-Star game for everything and sing the national anthem or God Bless America? That's the same person. And the caption says, Seeing Zoe Deschanel without bangs and glasses makes me accept that maybe people couldn't figure out that Clark Kent was Superman. When did she go without bangs and glasses? It looks like a Met Gala. Yeah. She's an elf, right? That's the one we're talking about? Yeah. She's the one in New Girl. I just she know her from New Girl. Oh, no, she was, was she, she wasn't an elf. Was she an elf? She's, she's a, she's a New Girl. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a new, yeah. And also 500 Days of Summer or whatever, right? Yeah, she is she's an elf. Play? Yeah, she was blonde though, right? She's his love interest in elf. Wait, she, she's not quirky though? She had a role where she wasn't quirky? She was she kind was... of the straight person, kind of like, because like, he was elf and she ended up dating him. So. She was like the good hearted person that's talented, that worked in retail, that was fed up with it but who sits alone in her house on christmas eve just like eating like oatmeal and like watching the news oatmeal she was eating something maybe i'm not an oatmeal person ice cream have you never seen a rom-com chris i'm not a big oatmeal guy see the instant oatmeal not healthy at all tastes great quakers little maple brown and sugar or maple and brown sugar little apple cinnamon i made this oatmeal with cinnamon uh applesauce and nutmeg little sugar wait do you have steel cut oats no, are they steel not. cut no these are quick one minute oats look at where we ended up huh just talking about oranges and that's how you sell oranges guys it's the best tasting fruit no yeah absolutely absolutely oh, it is. and by the way it's also the cleanest fruit i don't have to worry well, about i hate oh, apples it's not clean I... it's not clean no no, dude. no 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 clean in the sense that like i don't have to wash it yeah peel it okay. eat it uh, Yes, yes, yes. Ah, wash like the hands, apple. But you gotta wash your hands after. It's not yeah, clean. I like, like, your fingers I like the sticky. smell. Yeah, but it's no. sticky. No, it's not that sticky. If you, if, you eat, if you eat these clementines, they're not sticky. That's the best part. <laughs> the juice does not explode until you put it in your mouth. A banana's easier to eat. Mangoes are good. Mangoes do taste good. No, but mangoes, too much seed. Most of the mango is seed. I don't want to be sitting here gnawing on a big old seed. Feed. Mm. No, and bananas, bananas get mushy. No. Bananas you overrated. sit on a banana, it's a wrap. They're good in a smoothie, but by itself. Turns black. Turns black. That a banana turns needs black. a friend. A banana needs a friend. A little cut up banana with some a strawberries. Peanut butter, a little peanut butter, some strawberries. Nah, nah. Like a good cantaloupe. Cantaloupe's good. But I only have cantaloupe when it's it, like in the like fruit salad. In the, or in a hotel where they have yeah, like yeah, just yeah. a big old bowl. Yeah, Love yeah, yeah. and you just go and you grab. Yeah. Pineapple. Nobody likes a honeydew. I love a honeydew. I love a honeydew. That's the green, right? Yes, that's the green. Oh, I get love that it. Get that out of my fruit bowl. Get that out of my fruit bowl. Bunsen Honeydew, man. Come on. It's he was a always muppet. just the, the, the green and that orange thing that looks like honeydew. Those things are always Melon. just at the end. Oh, that's a cantaloupe. <laughs> oh, is that the cantaloupe? Oh. The, the, Look, I like, I, like, I like all of them. I like all of them. But that's the last thing. When you're when you're about done with your fruit bowl, the last thing left is the, the honeydew and the melon. No, you're doing like, it wrong. No. If you don't like it, Chris, you got to subsidize it. You eat it with something that you really like yeah. so the flavors all mash up. If you yeah. eat, wait to the end, now you got a tough I don't mix my fruit. Really? Wow. It's a smoothie. Uh, like, why not? Fruit bowl, like in a fruit bowl, I'm eating individual. Let me get a grape. Then why? Get a pineapple. I'm not mixing. Segregation is Chris. Jinx. Wow. Jim Crow. Jinx. Jinx. <laughs> Jim Crow Chris over here. I like a good pineapple, but they're too much work. If they're already cut up for me, oh. I'm good. Yeah, I'm not I'm gonna. Not, I'm not gonna prepare pineapple. I'm not preparing pineapple or any of these melons. They <laughs> better prepared, be done for me. I prepared a pineapple. There is so little actual pineapple when you cut that thing. That's you, the like, thing. You get like eight little squares after you cut a, an entire pineapple. I think that, that they the know. They know that the these. Pineapple. They know that these things are very yeah. difficult to deal with. That's why they charge you a crazy amount. Like if you go to to like a grocery store and you buy sliced watermelon, it's mm-hmm. like really expensive compared to buying an actual watermelon mm-hmm. that's like four to five times as much watermelon for the same price you're paying for the the slicing mm-hmm. yeah, you pay for, for the you. labor it's the labor you're, yeah for the labor yeah pay for you that could, every time you could fix your own car too billy it'd be a lot cheaper just buy the parts and fix it yeah right? but, but you I don't can't, know. i can't fix a car i can cut a can watermelon you, you can cut a watermelon not as well yeah. as they can not as well as they can exactly well let me rephrase that my wife is good at cutting watermelons because there's times that yeah, I just yeah. have like I just have like a giant watermelon in the fridge, and it's like yeah no she she wanted watermelon she was you know <laughs> and you would just buy the whole one. well yeah because I see the price is insane it's like eight dollars for like five little slices of watermelon or the whole watermelon's like four dollars for like ten pounds I'm like let's get that but what happens is a lot of it ends up going to waste because how much watermelon can you eat in like a short amount of time 
Here, honey, I got you more work to do. She's like, can I get you? Love, Billy. Oh, I'd love some watermelon. Like, oh, here you go. Oh, I misunderstood. Whoops. Oopsie daisy. Freeze. Can you? Yeah. You could. Oh, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that's how we would get sometimes. Uh, I started figuring out, or I wanted to pick perfect like the uh the Disney like orange Dole Whip that they do, and one uh, of the ingredients yeah. is is pineapple. And they had them frozen, so we'd get frozen watermelon and just keep them in the freezer. It's way too complicated. I'm looking at the process here of cutting open a pineapple. It's way too much. I couldn't do that. I'm telling you, that's why you pay the money. You pay them the big bucks to mm. give you ready-made pineapple, diced onions, diced tomatoes. Everything's pre-diced. For me. Oh man, they guys. do diced tomatoes now. Oh, at Publix? Oh, man, everything. You can buy everything diced. No, they don't. A tomato? You can't cut a tomato. I'm just I saying, you guys have never seen the little, like, square package of cut tomatoes? Like, it's... I can I can yeah. dice tomatoes. I can't slice tomatoes. You know how, like, they slice them and for a sandwich? It's tough, to, it's tough to get the same Either, size, yeah. No, not even the same size. Either they're this thick or, like, they're paper thin and they fall apart before That's they That's what I mean. So, like, to say, it's tough to get them formula. Explain this to I, me. I don't like mm -hmm. sliced tomatoes. I don't like tomatoes on my sandwiches. Ketchup. Love, love ketchup. ketchup. Love pizza. Love tomato mm -hmm. sauce on things, but I don't like tomatoes. You're like a child. Yeah, I yeah. am. A, I'm a child. <laughs> <sighs> Have you guys ever tried eating any of this, uh, like, the vegan food? Like, the, the no. or not vegan, the vegetarian, the fake beef and all that? I'm no. interested. I'm intrigued by it. I, I, I'm going to say one this. Friday. Yeah, what kind? I, I had an Impossible Whopper Friday. How was it? Well, if they're sponsors, it was great, but you know, well, not, this isn't on. We're not, so we're was, well, these things just appear, and you know, you think you're saying oh. something privately, and then it's like, <laughs> oh, hey, look, I took a shot at Oregon for some reason. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. I mean, considering that it was. Yeah, I think it was know, bad. Me worried this is gonna make air. No, no, no. It was. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't a Whopper. I mean, a Whopper is a Whopper. Uh I'm gonna tell you right now, the the ground beef version of all of, of Impossible and Beyond Beef is much better than a patty. I had the ground beef yesterday with the as tacos. It, it tasted great. The only problem is the next morning. I don't know if you guys are, are <laughs> like me, but boy, right through you. Oh my god! <laughs> with a symphony, huh. just pop, 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 pop. I bet you it was pleasurable. It did come out easy. Like, it That's wasn't like... See, we're going to have this debate again. No, diarrhea, no, diarrhea, no, well, it's not no, something it wasn't, you want No, all the it time. wasn't diarrhea. It wasn't diarrhea. It was just it flows, loose stool. There's nothing like loose... sitting on that toilet and everything just flying out of you without even noticing. You don't even feel a thing. There's, a, there's, a, there's definitely a satisfaction out of a loose stool. But diarrhea is not Ooh. loose stool. Di diarrhea is when it's water. And that's the worst. Because, first of all, it never stops. And second of all, the sound. It just sounds uh, like someone like with peeing. a water gun. Like you're peeing. Yeah. Chris likes diarrhea. I was just half you, listening. I don't find it as, I just don't Chris think is it's pro a, diarrhea. It's, it's not a terrible experience. It, it cleans you out. It, it's not painful generally. Yeah, I'm kind of regretting uh, the whole diarrhea take that I've established yeah. and I've planted yeah, my should. flag in. It's one Definitely of the weirdest should. things I've planted my flag in. Um, <laughs> yeah, you planted your off. flag in the shit, yeah. I think I'm going to back off that take a little bit now. Like, you I mean, know, it's... there are moments where it is relief. Thank you, Chris. But, you know what? I'm back. Diarrhea is good. But for the oh, most bad. part, mm. it is a signal that things have gone wrong. Yes, that's fair. Right. But I can, I, right. But I can understand, like, I, sometimes, like, Vomiting is a relief, right? Mm, oh, it's like the post. Oh, that post vomit feeling. Great, I great completely feeling. agree. But you vomited. <laughs> like, is there a small portion yeah. of the wall vomiting? Is there is is there any joy in the act of vomiting? There's sometimes no. where it just feels good coming out. Well, yeah, well, for me, it's the it's like you, the overriding feeling of all right, this feeling is gone, of like of of needing to vomit because you first of all you start yes. by needing to, and um. then. Like there is like a tiny bit of like this out of body experience that you have where you go, wow, everything that was inside of me is just gone now. Yes. Like is I'm completely empty after all and, of this, and, and like I'm, I'm seeing myself excavating everything that was inside of my intestine. Do, do you guys ever look at yourself in the mirror after you puke and it's just like your eyes are red? Yes. You look like you just you're, you're as red as you could be. It's yeah. like you're it's you like you've seen a ghost. Worst. Yeah, but there's just something about that where I'm just like, look at you. You just there was nothing holding you back there. The cleanup just, afterwards is the uh, the worst part. That's well, I usually try to go in the toilet, Roy. That's usually yeah, no, no, no but there's there's, there's shrapnel. There, yeah, it's it's not it's yeah. not a clean experience. 
Got to yeah. brush the teeth right away after. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, let's get to the other segment because this one was even better. Roy, I don't know if you remember this because, like I said, you don't, don't know when you're on air. This, this was you and Stugatz playing this NBA looks like game. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. And Amin. You, Amin, and Stugatz. And Roy, you are so – I want everyone to pay attention when they're listening to this next segment how happy Roy is during this segment. <laughs> oh. I honestly didn't understand half the references because you guys went into the 80s and 90s with a lot of this stuff. But Overstating, you are man. so happy, Roy, in this. You next need to segment. incentivize them more, Chris. Overstating, Guys, man. Yeah. Pay attention to this because at the end, Chris is going to ask you three questions, and if you get them right, and you're the first person to reach out to Chris on Twitter with the right answers, he's going to send you a special prize. Which All right, is... Chris. Now you need to figure out how to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you got a prize? Yeah. You, you got something to give these people? Going to need a disclaimer. Nothing that Billy said is true. Uh, don't think anything he said will actually happen this is like okay, when dan maybe. says well i hope i'm not betraying any confidences but it's just like <laughs> like like before before you even ask you've got a prize ready to go how hard is that send him something it's pretty hard it's different chris will send you the shirt off his back what shirt are you wearing <laughs> it's a shirt with the planets that look like lollipops or balloons going on i can't tell Wow, you're wearing a, a tennis shirt ball? That's a tennis of the ball. painting behind no, you no it's not it's a different shirt it just happened it just said, yeah it's in common it's like you, you can tell I have, like, I have a style of things do you, I like. Do you, do you like balloons? balloons. Do you okay. have a different piece of art for every shirt that you wear every day to make sure it yeah, matches? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I do. <laughs> this right. is a visual thing that won't work for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't. No. It'll work for the person that sends you the answers because you're not just going to send them that shirt, also the painting. Hey, here's yeah. a means to gots Roy and us playing a really fun game. Muggsy Bogues got caught with the murder weapon. And so they bring in Cormier and said, this guy can't afford Cormier. He's like, I'm doing it pro bono. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of the Constitution. Uh, I think the way to do it is you have to look up famous action stars, like their titles, and then work from there. No, 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 no. You just, you just give me athlete names. I'll tell you who they are. Okay. Hold on. I'm trying to think of good names, though. And Tom Candiotti. <laughs> Tom Candy. The Candyman. No, he's the commissioner. Commissioner Candiotti. <laughs> I was gonna say Luka Doncic is is the head of the Serbian mob, and that's like the big rival for. Uh, All right, let's try this David. out. I'm gonna pick a random NBA team, okay, and go down the roster, okay. and you tell me what they do for a living. Okay, <laughs> Marvin Bagley the third. <laughs> Marvin Bagley the third is a, a rich debutant kind of socialite. He's he doesn't really work. Um, he's accused of murder because uh, there was a party at his house and a girl ends up dead in his bedroom, but he had nothing to do with it. But everybody thinks that he did it because he's a party party guy, a playboy, and been known to have kind of like some weird SNM parties at his house. All right. So the third just suggests that he's rich, that he's from money, that he had a big party yep. at a house where someone was murdered and he was blamed for it because he was he was hosting the party. And his father usually cleans up his messes. That's why he's never gotten in trouble. His father's very well connected at City Hall. All right. Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is the mayor. The mayor of the town. <laughs> mayor Barnes. He's running for re-election. He's in with the Bagley family. And this is just coming at the wrong time. Right in the middle of a heated election. The first time his, uh, his, he's been like a four-term mayor. This is the closest it's ever been. And this is not the story he needs right now. But Marvin Bagley II is letting him know, look, you need to make this go away. My boy needs to walk. All right, Fat he, Lever. <laughs> go ahead, Fat Lever. <laughs> Fat Lever. Fat Lever works in the motor pool. Uh, he's like a cop. He was once a highly decorated cop, and then he crossed the Bagley family the wrong way, and so he got demoted. <laughs> now you work in motor pool. No one's ever heard from him again. But this is where... Uh, who is our Kurt Russell character? Jack. Uh, no, Jack, Jack Leiter. Yeah, Jack Leiter. Jack Leiter yeah. goes to see Fat Lieber because he <laughs> needs to know everything about this case. Like, okay, tell me, tell me what happened. And Fat Lieber looks at us as a kid. Learn from me. You don't want any parts. Just walk away. Roy, were you putting then, fat in the in the mafia? Is that what you were doing though? I, I think I was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got Fat Lieber. Fat Lieber was a cop, but like he crossed the Bagley family, and now he's just somewhere. Working, uh, working down low. All right, Mo Harkless. Mo Harkless is a confidential informant. 
He's a CI, right? Like he's part of the mob, but like he got caught and they got they dropped some charges on him it, for him if if he just would kind of like give him information. And every time they run up on Mo Harkless, he's really annoyed. You guys can't keep running up on me like this. You put my life in danger. If they see me with you guys, they're gonna be like, ah, yeah, Al, uh, Jack Lighter, just shut up and get in the back. And now he's sitting in the back seat of Jack Lighter's like '87 Caprice. And he's kind of sitting low, and he's giving them all the scoop about the Bagleys. Like, this is what they're up to. And, and say, so how do you know? Man, I don't know. You you asked me a question. I'm just answering. That's more Harkless. I love Chef Hornacek working with Daniel Cormier. <laughs> he's the other guy. He's the other lawyer in the firm. <laughs> Tie it back Cormier to Bagley, Hornacek. though. <laughs> Tie Hornacek back to Bagley. <laughs> <laughs> Hornacek is the family lawyer, but he doesn't really have any kind of like criminal defense experience. So he's just there. He's there as an advisor. The consigliere. Yeah, consigliere. Yeah, yeah, he's like, uh, what's my man? Is it uh, Dreyfus? In, uh, no, it's uh, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. That's right. Yeah. Rashawn Holmes. <laughs> yeah, Rashawn Holmes is a reformed gangbanger who now runs like the community center to give these kids in the neighborhood a second chance at life right one that he don't they don't have to make the mistakes that he made but bagley keeps bringing in kind of like the drugs into the neighborhood because that's what the bagley fortune is built on it's actually a drug family <laughs> and so holmes knows that the bagley's are responsible for the neighborhood blight and hiring one of the kids that you know he took under his wing and mentored and then the kid turns out he hasn't shown up to the community center for a few days. And Rashawn Holmes is like, where'd he go? He's like, oh, he's out there slanging them, them things again for the Bagleys. <laughs> Judd Bushler. Judd Bushler's a cop. He's an asshole cop. Yes. He's the guy that tells Jack Leiter. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he's just out there giving Jack Leiter a hard time. And when Jack Leiter gets taken off the case, Judd Bushler's like, time for my time to shine. That's when he walks in. <laughs> let, the, let the professionals do this, handle this, right? I like this kid. Yeah, Judd Bushler, Bushler in the in the locker room gets into a fight with Jack Leiter because he says, <laughs> oh, you just mad because you ain't your daddy or your daddy's not here to save you or something like that. He mentions his daddy and Jack Leiter loses it because he doesn't like what people bring up his father. So they start fighting right there in the locker room. They got to be separated. And Judd Bushler's like, you're going to be off the force in no time. And he walks away like, oh, shit, everyone hates that guy. This movie's kind of like Top Gun. It it's is. a little Top Gun. It it's really a little is, Action Roy. Jackson. Yeah. It's a little Tango and Cash. <laughs> but who wins that fight? Like, who's winning the fight? Who? I, I mean, I, Bushler no, they, wins. Bush Bushler wins the war, but Jack Leiter wins the fight. No, 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 no. Jack Leiter wins the war because oh. at the end of the movie, Jack Leiter's is proven right and he, he right. saves the day. Bushler's not corrupt. He's not a dirty cop. He's just like an asshole who's kind of the arch nemesis in the police department of Jack Leiter. And then they shake hands at the end. Yeah, at the end, that's right. When it turns out that, oh, that's right. When Leiter proves to be proven right, his only ally becomes Bushler. It's like, I always hated you, but like it was never personal. Now I see, you know, you're on to something. And so now he's on his side. That's right. What happens to Bagley, though? Save some of this good stuff for Dan, you know what I mean? <laughs> what is this game? Oh, I Bill know Simmons. it started with Jack Leiter, oh, and then I started reading something. I came back, and Stugatz is just throwing random NBA players at you, it's I a think, game right? Like Olden Polonies. No, it's a game that you would love, <laughs> Billy, actually. And what Amin asked me to do, it, it was by request. He said, just throw a team at me. Give me the roster. I'll tell you what they do for a living. And so that's – we really weren't doing anything, Bill. I could have left a half hour ago. We were just <laughs> – <laughs> Around. This isn't even being recorded. <laughs> no, I, don't think it is. I really don't think it is. They're editing. It is being recorded. Uh, <laughs> take it out. So, guys, who else is on that Kings roster? Um, I'm sorry. I left out um, Chris Silva and Hassan Whiteside. Chris Silva is the kid I told you earlier that Rashawn Holmes was asking about. Where's Chris? And then, like, oh, yeah, he's back out on the block. <laughs> it's those damn Bagleys that, that corrupted him. All right. Those damn Bagleys. Hassan Whiteside owns the local grocery store that's being squeezed by Connor McDavid's gang for protection money. <laughs> what are the Bagleys like, doing, though? The Bagleys are more kind of like a high-level corruption, uh, you know, drug money laundering thing. 
the McDavid gang is kind of more on the street, hands-on. Uh, they act as a kind of a conduit. So the money that the Bagleys get comes from drugs that they sell to the McDavid gang and also the Doncic gang because they're on top of everything. The Bagleys are controlling everything in town. Uh, and so the Doncic, the Serbian gang, and then also the Irish gang led by McDavid, they're both getting their drugs from the same source, but they're embroiled in a bitter gang turf war. Michael Cage. Oh, wow. <laughs> Michael Cage is the, is the captain. The police He's the captain. captain. <laughs> yeah. That's who Jack Leiter calls Cap all the time. Come on, Cap. <laughs> My hands are tied on this one, Leiter. You know, Michael Cage served with Al Leiter. They were like they were partners on the beat. Is he you anything know, like the captain on 48, 48 hours? Where you're just 48 hours, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of yelling, but there's also a tenderness underneath, right? So Cage went on to bigger and better things. And what happened? Well, no, because because Al died. Oh, Al died it, protecting course. Cage, right, 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 right. And that's why, like, Cage is always like kind of looking out for Jack Leiter because he feels like <laughs> like a parental father figure, mm -hmm. but also he always lets him know, like, your father would. You know, at the end, father be movie, disappointed. Well, now, but then at the end of the movie, your father would be proud of you, like <laughs> Michael Cage. Yeah, that's a good name. That's a good folder. Well, Roy's back in the '80s. It's always a better folder. It's a funny name, though, Michael Cage. It's like, a great name. It's an action movie name. It is right? also. It's also a funny visual. The Jerry Curl. The Jerry Curl cop, right? Jerry Curl captain. <laughs> yeah. Cap, come on, Cap, you're killing me. Wait a minute. It's like you have like so-and-so is back as Michael Cage, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and Danny Glover as Michael Cage. <laughs> captain Cage. <laughs> the captain. Lance Reddick as, as Captain Cage. Riddick's a good one, actually. Riddick Bow. Riddick Bow. Uh, Riddick, oh. Riddick Bow is the star athlete in town who's secretly on drugs. <laughs> so he's like the star quarterback. Bo with another touchdown pass and like, oh, is or no, is he the college quarterback and he's on the take? Yeah, Riddick Bo's the college quarterback. He's on the take. He he's shaves point points. Yeah, he's point shaving. <laughs> he's point shaving. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Billy, we're playing the game again, by the way. <laughs> Bo Outlaw. <laughs> Watching someone explain to me what the map, what the world really looks like if maps were accurate. What would yeah, it look like? It looks about the same, except you're just kind of repositioning where things are. <laughs> right. Okay. Got it. Well, thanks. Where were Apparently, we? South America is nine times larger than Greenland. Did you guys know that? I feel like I did know that. Right. Right. Not if you looked at maps. Still, no. It's, it's a whole thing. If I looked at a map, are you suggesting that Greenland looks bigger on a map than, than South America? Well, oh, it looks sense. huge. I'm looking at it right now. Let me see. Oh, she's taking out the map that she created in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, you're right about it. Yeah, you're right about Greenland, Billy. It does look a lot bigger than South America. It looks bigger yeah. than Russia. I feel like that's one of those videos like the lady explaining monster energy drink being like a, the drink of the devil or something. <laughs> Is it? Uh, she says that those three monsters represent like the 666 thing and uh, three-headed. Juju, I just saw your. <laughs> Juju said they call Frank Hoiberg of Hoiberg and Hoiberg. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely a law firm. Hoiberg and Hoiberg. <laughs> Who was the other attorney, though? Because you have to have like different last names. It's Hoiberg and Hoiberg. That's all you need to know. Yeah, Fred but, who, Hoiberg. but who, was your first, who was your first attorney, though, the last day? Oh, uh, oh, it was uh, Cormier. <laughs> so, no, so I like Hoiberg yeah. and Cormier, right? Something like that. Yeah, well, Cormier is the high-powered defense attorney who re represents all the big crime bosses and all that stuff, right? Okay, right. Hoiberg is the storefront lawyer who represents the people, right? <laughs> when these poor, poor people get railroaded and sent to prison, with you know really long jail times to protect the rich people and and you know Hoiberg's like I'm here in this community because I believe in people and I believe in standing up for for the underdog but he's also way way overmatched and outgunned and he's got no money and uh his his paralegal just quit <laughs> he couldn't afford to pay the paralegal and Frank Vogel is just trying to make partner 
Yeah. Vogel, Vogel's staying. Yeah, it's like, I'll stay. But Vogel can also yeah. be a cop, right? Like, he, I, can, I can also see Vogel as a motorcycle Frank Vogel? Cop. Yeah. yeah. Frank Danny Vogel. Manning. Danny Manning. Ooh, that's a good one. God, Roy loves this game. We have found Roy. <laughs> we have found a game that Roy loves. Danny Manning is uh, on the team with Riddick Bowe. He's the <laughs> wide receiver. And Danny Manning is the first one on the team who realizes something is wrong. Right? Because I was wide open. He's never missed me wide open on a slant. And you all right? And Bo, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. But he knows something's wrong. And then afterward, Danny Manning catches Bo getting the envelope. Says, what was all that about? I thought we were brothers, man. That's what he said. <laughs> Supposed to be part of the team, man. Yeah. Canada, not as, not as big as you thought. Canada <laughs> looks the biggest, though, Bill. Not it looks the biggest. Yeah, as opposed to Russia. Yeah, as opposed to Russia. Canada no. looks bigger than Russia on the map I'm looking at. No, oh. go to Ray Allen's Instagram. He has this on there. Okay. Why isn't his Instagram just Ray Allen? Why do I have to like tray for? I have to figure out how to spell it. Is it T R A Y T R E Y T R A Y. Yeah. Blue the Edwards. World, it's called the World Map in Blue Edwards. <laughs> He's got to be in Blue the Blue Edwards. Yeah. Blue Edwards. Hmm. I kind of have Blue Edwards as being an old timer sitting at the bar. Uh, he remembers when this neighborhood, you could leave your door open at night. Now, like with all the drugs and crime, ain't the same. And, and he's got like an open yeah. tab, but he never actually pays for any drinks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any young people named Blue? Blue Ivy. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that ended yeah. quickly. Yeah. Yeah, the game's over. Who's Blue yeah. Ivy? <laughs> That's uh, Beyonce and uh, Sean Carter's uh, daughter. What what was that, Roy? Well, yeah, Beyonce yeah. and Sean well, Carter. You, I mean, you made a point couple, right? to not say Jay Z. Well, Who's yeah, I mean, her name's Blue Ivy Carter, isn't it? The, no, it the is. actual names of the people. Not, not Blue Ivy Z. No, not Blue Ivy Z. You're you're the person that likes to. Uh, Called the actor by the character's name, aren't you? No, I think no. I think any person in that instant would say that's Beyonce and Jay Z's daughter. No, no, not everybody. No, no. You think the majority of people would yeah. do what you did. No, now you're saying a majority. I would say probably a minority of people would do what I did. Yeah, sure. I would, I would say, say that, that there's no one else on the planet that would do what you just did. I would say no. I would say uh, no. That, that's his. <laughs> that's his government name. His mama named him Sean. I'm going to call him Sean. Yeah, no, but like you're not walking around saying, did you see what Calvin Brodus did? Like, no, you're not. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. Calvin Brodus is currently uh, on the witness stand. Well, does does it depend on the the scenario? If he's performing, you'd say Snoop, but because he's on the witness stand, you call him Calvin Brodus? Yeah, that's exactly what would happen. So Snoop Dogg on a stage, but when he's being tried for murder. But also, Snoop Dogg isn't a father, Calvin Brodus is. Right? Right. Because we said Jay-Z. You didn't say Jay-Z. You said Sean Carter. But right. he's Coach Snoop. So when he's a coach, who is he? It's not Coach Calvin. So what do you do with, like, Roger Clemens? If if he's pitching, he's the Rocket. If he's on trial for steroids, he's he's Roger? Like The name on the back of the jersey uh, is Clemens, except when he was a Yankee. There was no names on the back of the jersey. No name on the jersey, yeah. yeah but, but still, yeah. <laughs> home games when he was a Red Sox. But yeah, the name on the back of the jersey is Clemens. His Roger Clemens is a bad example because Roy would call him William Clemens because his first name is William. <laughs> You're right. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> I didn't know his first name was William, so, you know, I would have called him Roger. But if I had found out at the time, I probably would have called him Billy. Who knows? Know. Billy Clemens is... Billy yeah, Clemens not, is not good. <laughs> Billy Clemens is not a Hall of Famer, but neither is Roger Clemens, so... But the, yeah, that's true. But the Rocket. <laughs> Rocket's first ballot, yeah. I actually like Billy Clemens. Billy Clemens is the young cop, uniform cop, and he's uh, <laughs> it's his first time on the beat, and he's really green, like he's shaking when he's holding the gun, and mm-hmm. Jack Lighter's telling him, that, that Billy, just put the gun down, and let me talk to you. Like, I don't know. Like, Billy like Clemens him. makes a mistake as a yes. cop, as a young cop, one oh, that, of course. you know, changes the course of history in the, the movie. It's like a Die Hard with a Vengeance when Samuel L. Jackson was trying to answer the phone in the subway. And the cop was yeah. just shaking. The, 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 exactly. The cop was scared. He's like, no, I got to talk to him. There yeah. people are going to die, right? That was because yep. you had to talk to the uh, the terrorist who was calling random pay phones. 
Yep. What a great movie. Definitely better than Die Hard 2. I don't remember. It was Die Harder, right? That was Die, die Harder, yeah. Yeah, Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Yeah. Do you guys remember the movie Phone Booth? Yeah, I yes. love that. Yeah. Forrest Colin, Whitaker. Colin, Colin Farrell, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Keep that did not age well, just in terms of technology, right? Phone booth? Yeah, no. Yeah, like you can't watch it now and be like, yeah, this is, yeah, this is normal. But the funny thing was, it was made at a time where phone booths were already. Yeah. Yeah. Occurring. Like it wasn't like, like Die Hard with the Vengeance where it was like, hey, everyone was on pay phones back then. Mm -hmm. Phone booth was good, man. I remember liking that movie. Best movie scene involving a phone booth. Oh, uh, Anchorman. Booth. Anchorman. I'm in a glass case of emotion. Dumb and Dumber. What, a phone booth? The guy that ends up choking, he ends up like yeah. punching a guy through a phone booth. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd Good say, fellas. Yeah. I'd Good say fellas. Good I, fellas I'm, where he's hitting the phone against the... Yep. I, I feel like Bill, and, Bill and Ted's whole thing was a phone booth. The entire... It's not a scene. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't count. I think I'm going to end it with Superman. Mm. The Blues Brothers. Well, you probably That's didn't. a good one. Mm. I mean, he goes in as a reporter. He comes out as the baddest man on the planet. I mean, come on. But why does he, he since he spins super fast, why does he have to go into a phone booth to do that? He could do that in the middle of the street. No, it's not, and phone no. booths are, are see-through, so it's not like yeah. it's like he's also do that in a bathroom. That's where his outfit no. is being stored, though. He goes you guys don't get not. it. No. The outfit's under the shirt. It's under That's the shirt. You guys don't get it. the outfit is the shirt. Yeah, so dumb. You guys don't get it. Yeah, you don't understand. Yeah, he's always wearing the Superman thing. Ah. It's his name. Yeah, you go in as Billy Clements, you come out as the rocket. Does he wash right. it? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Good point, Bill. Clark Kent is a costume mm -hmm. Superman wears. Does he wash oh, it? Oh, uh -huh. I see what you're saying there, Mike. Yeah. Like the default is Superman in his Superman outfit, and the disguise right. is Clark Kent. That's so, right. Yes. Right. Mm. But do you guys understand what Billy's saying, though? You go in as Pete Rose, you come out as Charlie Hustle. You know? Yeah, that's right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. 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 yes, yes. The hit king. You go in as Giannis exactly. the Kumpo and you come out as the Greek freak. <laughs> you do get the game. <laughs> you go in as Rain Gretzky, you come out as the great, as the the great, great one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You go in as uh, Mike Bossy, you come out as the boss. Yeah. <laughs> you go in as Bruce Springsteen, you come out as the boss. As the boss. <laughs> Billy goes in as Guillermo, comes out as the Duke. Yeah, there Some is. people yeah. go in as Sean Carter, they come out as Jay-Z. Roy has the yeah, exactly. Jay-Z exactly. went in the phone booth, came out as Sean Carter. <laughs> yeah, he came out as a father. Yes, exactly. Sean Carter, huh, Roy? Did you just say uh, Don Carter? I thought he did too, the bowler, no, no. Don Carter. No, it was Zoom Unbelievable. <laughs> no, he zoomed out. Yes, is my name Sean? I'm going to call him Sean. How about that? What I love about you, Roy, is that you that? get in, entrenched in a, a stance and there's just nothing anyone can do to take you out of it. Like You're like, I called him Sean Carter, so I am just going to tell everyone that that is what I always call him when I'm sure you call him Jay-Z all the time. Mm -hmm. The mofo's name is Sean Carter, yeah, right? Deal with it. Again. Okay. Yes. I got to tell you. man's name. I want to back Roy on this one. Thank I, you. I am a huge fan of calling people who go under pen names or nom de plumes by some oh, other, Lord. some other, like they're, <laughs> they're actual the gods. <laughs> <laughs> nom de plumes. <laughs> See you later, everyone. Ha, ha, ha.